You're listening to Doula's Going Digital, a podcast about taking your important doula work online to reach more people. I'm your host, Nicole Joy, Digital Doula. I've helped thousands of women learn better, more supportive ways to birth. Before we dive into this week's episode, I have a quick announcement for you. The last round of the Doulas and Business Mastermind is now enrolling. So if you've been considering joining or you're looking for higher level support from me, head to the link in the show notes where you can apply and then I'll reach out to you. We'll schedule your 30-minute business strategy session. Tell me about your business. Let's get to know each other, see if we're a good fit, and we'll see how I can best help you. All right. I'll see you there. I'm excited to share with you a little bit more about our guest this week. Elena LeKay is a champion of holistic reproductive health and wellness for women. She's a clinical sexologist, a reproductive health expert, and she channels her specializations in body movement, herbal medicine, holistic healing therapies, and her professional doula practice into transformative programs. She takes her clients on journeys towards conscious living, sexual liberation, and she is a pure powerhouse. Elena is an advocate for reproductive health and justice, bodily autonomy, and self-ceremony. She has a passion to inspire a culture of empowered, informed women. I'm excited for you to get to know her. I could go on and on and on about the things that she's done, the things that she's studied. She is a wealth of knowledge and our industry is truly blessed to have her. She brings so much passion, so much information, so much soul, and so much, it's a word I'm looking for, that desire for catalyst to change. And I'm really excited that I've met Elena a little over a year ago. We've just been you know, connecting through social media over time. You'll hear more about that in the episode, uh, but that she was willing to come to the podcast to share some of the magic that she's working on. And I highly, highly recommend getting to know her, connecting with her on socials. It's kind of hard not to be drawn to her magic. So this week, one of my friends slash all the things, somebody I look up to, somebody that we worked together before, I asked her to come here to talk because one, I haven't talked to her in a really long time. So selfishly, I wanted to know what's going on in her world, but also because I think that she just has special magic to bring to our space. Anybody who's in this community who listens to the podcast that's in the birth world, Elena just has such a magnetic, it's hard to even describe, but you have this like magical magnetic energy that I think people are drawn to. And it's not something that I don't think many of us are just born with. And so like, yeah, we haven't talked in so long. So I'm excited to catch up and hear what's going on in your world. But first, you want to tell us like, where do you live? And what's the thing that fuels your fire? What brought you here? Thank you for having me, Nicole. I really appreciate this time with you. It has been some time. It's been like almost a year. And even though it's been that long, I still feel so interconnected with you on a daily basis because of all the work that you're doing in the birth world and how you're supporting doulas, which in turn affect and impact the lives of birthers everywhere. So your work is so incredible. I'm always downloading gems from you. 
it weren't for you, I probably wouldn't have the clarity on the direction of my work for the birth world as it relates to how I fit in and how I fit that in my mission because there were so many different shifts that were happening after I became a doula and just really trying to find my place and space and marry my passions with the work that I do in birth it was a challenge and you really helped me to niche that down to be unapologetic about it and really get my work out there so that I could make a difference. So I love you so much. Um, so many reasons. I know you don't want me to mention all of them, but <laughs> I you really can mention them. most, most things, things that yeah, I'm going to hold off on it. Unless it just comes out in our conversation, you know, if it needs to be edited out later, you know, I can always do that, but Feel free. I promise anything, but you know, for the people that are listening today, Nicole really came into my life at a moment where everything was shifting and offered me an opportunity to leverage her program through a scholarship because she believed in the work that I was doing and what I had been going through in order to just survive my postpartum period. I share with Nicole that I almost died during birth, which was crazy, especially since when I got pregnant, I was the owner of a wellness center and spa. I had a team of 20 first black women downtown in Gainesville to ever have a wellness center that embodied chiropractic work, birthing support, uh, body movements, nutrition, detox, different types of indoor and outdoor clubs at anything that you can think of, massage therapy. And it all came crashing down when I started having complications during the latter part of my pregnancy and then into birth. And so I was in a space where I was really trying to rediscover who I was, who I was going to be what I was going to do with myself and sitting down and talking to Nicole, like help shine that light and give me tools and direction to help light a fire for my path. So I could see. Okay. Can I tell you to me, it felt like a mirror. Like I was holding up a mirror for you. That's all it felt like really like, cause you know, that was all like, that was all already there. That's all you. And I could see you like coming in with this fire you know, and it was just felt like there was just this little compact mirror, like a makeup mirror that I'm holding up. Like, look at this. Like, do you see this? And I didn't know you were going to share all of that. So I had to, and I know that you are so like, you are transparent in everything and have so much humility in the biggest work that you do behind the scenes. And I think it's important for people to see all of you. You're such a beautiful person in that way. There were so many other reasons why we connected, especially with you being a mom of beautiful Black biracial children. I could just feel your heart and your willingness to show up as an ally and your deep desire to just navigate your world with your children in it in a way that would allow them the sacred space to be fully who they are. 
And I love that about you. You you lean into all of the dynamics of your world and you are like, go 1,000. So you guys, this is why I love Nicole and we'll always be close with her and we'll always work with her and we'll always like share my testimony about Nicole with the world. She just like... She said she was holding a mirror, but honestly, she's kind of like lit that flame. And once I saw how I could use her tools, I was like, boom, I've got this. Now all I have to do is just like apply this and get this thing moving. And at that time, it came to my realization that I had been supporting women for over a decade but I hadn't really developed a community of healers around me. So when I needed the most support, I didn't have that. And that's kind of like how I went into my mission moving forward, that I would develop a collective of women around the world with different gifts and talents and expertise and partner with them and create an accessible alliance for women who needed these services. And that kind of like launched my path to where I'm headed today. I knew that I would eventually want to open my wellness centers, but as a birthing center capacity, because I wanted safe space for Black women women of color to birth uh, without the burden of uh, racial bias. And that is, you know, implicit in the medical industrial complex. So I knew that that was like, that was like my end goal. And I knew that I would want to do this in multiple cities. And so the first place that I had to start was just, was me with my body, like getting myself tuned back in to what was inside of me, to my power. And so I really leaned on my grandmother who was alive at the time. She's 102 from the Gullah Geechee Sea Islands. And so she started sharing with me more on her hoodoo practices, hoodoo spirituality. And so that is when I really started being able to tap into and really connect with my magic and my ancestors and the elements of the earth and integrating nature as it is such a symbiotic relationship with the woman's womb and cosmology and and all of our life experiences. And once I started to heal myself and become aware and increase my sensate connection to earth, Then I started getting really strong and powerful. My throat chakra opened and I started connecting with others and started adding more training opportunities to me to develop my professional acumen in the areas that were really important to me, which are always mostly body movement, sexuality, energy work. Those types of things have always like fueled my passion, especially in the birthing world. I was getting a lot of calls from midwives saying that they were getting a lot of referrals from women who were scared to have sex after birth. They were experiencing painful births or trauma births uh, to their womb and really needed help and guidance and returning back to self. And that launched more opportunities for me to talk about that more openly. 
to sexuality in a different way than I had been doing before as a sexologist and found a way to blend everything in. And next thing you know, this whole past year, I have been like speaking in front of different audiences and conferences and from OM stars to aligned women, melanated yoga project. And one thing led to another relationships led to the next. And one day I was sitting on Instagram, just scrolling. And I was like, you know what? We're in the middle of a pandemic. People are going through so much right now. We're triggered. We're healing. We're experiencing this very hard shift. And I want to know who's out there that needs community. And I put out a post and like two, 300 women responded immediately. I was like, oh my gosh, I wasn't expecting this. And at first I was trying to answer all the DMs like individually. And I was like, oh my gosh, I can't do this. This is crazy. Yeah. You remember I ended up creating this intake form to register, get everybody's emails together and started having these sacred sister calls on Sundays and realized that I was literally connecting all of these women to each other from around the world. It was insane. And that took on its whole own life. And then next thing you knew, who my now partner is, her name is Baha Yogi on Instagram, B-A-H-A-Y-O-G-I. Fire. Yes, she's amazing. Alexandra. We decided to join forces bring our two collectives together and expand the work that we were currently doing. So we were running educational programs, modality opportunities, like where women would get to practice yoga and take different classes and things like that. Also hosting these virtual calls. And we were like, okay, we need, we can do so much more. We can do so much more. And so we decided to launch our first tour in six cities that are coming. Oh, we're so excited. It's called Yoga, Sex, and Rituals. It's all that and so much more. I'll make sure that Nicole has the link. And we're kicking it off in New York. Then we're going to DC. Then we're going to LA. Then we're going to Chicago. No, then we're going to the Bahamas. Then we're going to Chicago. Then we're going to Atlanta. Then we're going to Miami. And then we're back in the Bahamas like in the in the fall season. All because we knew that we needed to launch like a grassroots tour. We wanted to have an intimate relationship with all of the women in our collective and connect with women who would want to be a part of our collective and just be able to have that one-on-one and resource our collective with our collective, you know, we have so many plans. There's so much coming up. I just uh, did a contract with Quelly TV. So I'm now going to be curating all of their wellness content, which means we get to put a whole bunch of amazing, beautiful women of color on a very large platform to share their talents and expertise. Yeah, which which affects economic development, right? So we want to make sure everyone is living in abundance. We have developed educational courses that range from like beginner to moderate yoga to uh, sacred sexuality, orgasmic permanence, magic, fertility awareness, menstrual cycle mastery, all of those things. Like there's just so much we're adding to it. 
So that is like taken on its own life. And these cities just happen to be the cities that I'm concentrating my market analysis for opening up the wellness birthing centers. Mm. So like, this is just like a huge mission that's like taken on a life of its own. That's where I'm at. Next year, I want to start midwifery program. Ultimately, I want to be birthing babies and offering like concierge gynecology. I want to bring the intimacy of the womb back to the home where women are most comfortable. When your daughter starts her period before, I want to be there to guide the mothers and daughters, fathers and daughters through that process of charting and understanding their bodies, body literacy, consent, all of these things that are so very important to developing healthy relationships with womb and others. So I'm just excited about where my life is going. I can't believe I'm like in my mid forties and I feel like I'm just freaking getting started. Like I got all kinds of stuff to do. There's no end to this. I've got a little one who is two and a half and wild. I've got daughters who are 26 years old who are just doing their thing. I like my relationships have changed the divine masculine. And I'm just like, I'm rocking and rolling. I know I've like totally taken over this conversation, but I'm just like, this is the first time I'm really just to just share all of this wonderful stuff. I've also written a 300 hour perinatal yoga teacher training program, which is fire. It covers every reproductive cycle uh, from fertility through postpartum. There's like 15 hours of yoga sequences. There's childbirth education. There's special guest lectures. There's so much. There's ancient ritual practices. It's incredible. And then I also have written a book, Good Pussy. Yeah, I wrote that yeah. Okay, Good so Pussy in a Pandemic. Good Pussy in a Pandemic. Yes. It's about that and so much more. It's really just teaching women how to have that really special interconnection with their womb, how to heal their womb, how to chart what's happening in the womb, how to recognize hormonal powers that come to them, how to honor the body again, relationships, sexuality, orgasm, all of that's in there. And then I've written a masterclass. So for those who want to take the book and then take it to the next level and start integrating into their life, these practices, they'll be able to take my masterclass program. So I'm just having a lot of fun with everything I'm doing. I can't, I cannot complain. I'm just, I'm just so thankful. I feel so sensual every single day. Like I'm totally tapped in right now. If y'all could see her too, like we're recording this on video. So and we, even when you go to Elena's Instagram, it's like, you can just feel her and I can feel your, I mean, she's, I'm sitting here like in awe. I wrote down a bunch of questions too. Cause I was like, I right, need to know more about this. I need to know more about that. So like I wrote down things, but I was also just basking in this because this is magic. And I have to say like, you know, we say a lot, like you get to be multifaceted. We are multifaceted individuals. We get to want and desire more than one thing. And like, you are such a great example of somebody that is not just multifaceted, but like multi-magical and like you bring all of your magic and all of your tools and you get to marry all of them and do it all. Like, of course you do. Because you would be, it would be a disservice to the world if you were like, well, I only do this, you know, like what a disservice, right? So we'll get to experience all of you, the parts that you share, right? And so I think that's really, really cool. And a good message for a lot of people who feel like, well, I have this doula hat on, or I have this hat on, and this is what I can do, or I have to separate this from this. And you don't, you don't have to do that. Yeah. We can box ourselves 
in really quickly. What I've learned is like, I doula how I want to doula, right? So like in the beginning, I just wanted to do all births. Midway through, I was like, I'm not doing any births. I'm just doing postpartum support. I want to focus on bringing the woman back to vitality. 40 days, 40 years of good life, right? So I'm going to teach the woman. I'm going to focus on the woman. I don't want to have anything to do with the baby. I don't want to be staying up late at night doing like night nursing, stuff like that. That's not even in my interest. That's not in my wheelhouse right now. I've got a baby. And so I, I decided for myself that like whatever I feel like doing, as doula, that's what I'm going to do. Same thing with my sexology. Like initially I was dealing with relationship ER when there's issues with infidelity, like supporting clients through that process. That's not my thing right now. Right now, all I want to do is teach women about their reproductive system, teach women about their sexual health, age appropriate sex ed, body literacy, consent, healing the womb. You know, those are the things that I'm most interested in now. I also got a scholarship with Aviva Ram for her herbal medicine for women program. It's a two-year program. It's hella expensive. I wouldn't have been able to do it without her, but now I get to expand on my detoxification certification that I have with Dr. Morris and really dive into the specifics that women are, that are going through. You know, it's, it's just so much. And I love marrying my herbal medicine background that I gained from my grandmother with my detox, herbal detox program and now with Aviva Rom's herbal medicine program. So like it's a really robust amount of information that I have to just really lead in the healing processes and tonifying processes and strengthening processes of the woman's body. So like I just decided... I'm not getting stuck in that. I think that our work has to move with our hearts, right? And as long as we're doing that, it doesn't feel like work. So much so that sometimes I'm like, wait a minute, hold up. I need to stop for a minute. I need to get some more rest or I need to eat or or I need a little bit more balance. I'm doing too much of this or too much of that. But that's been like a big thing for me is, you know, when I had my twin daughters, I had mom guilt like crazy. I had all of these elders that were telling me I had to be a certain way, do a certain thing. Like there was this this blueprint of what mothers look like. And if I went outside of that, I wasn't a good mom. And I did everything that I was told. And then I wasn't happy at the end of the day. Like I was not happy, but I wasn't fulfilled. I was still looking for more. And by the time twins went to college, I was like, okay, I'm out of this. Like now I need to do what I love to do. That was 20 years. There's no way I was going to do that again with Prince. And so for me, the messaging that I really wanted to come through in my Instagram page is like, be whatever you want to be as a woman, any time of the day, any phase of the moon cycle that you want to be. Like the biggest misconception is like, we're supposed to be these linear human beings and we don't have any changes. But in fact, our hormones change four times within every cycle, at least four phases, right? That we've investigated. And so when you think about that, that means you're eating differently, moving differently, sleeping differently, engaging differently four different times out of the cycle, which means there's no way that we should be linear. And it means that we don't really fit into this masculine schedule of rising and falling every single day. That's not even how our hormones work. Our hormones don't work like the hormones of those with male identifying bodies. So, you know, just recognizing that and allowing myself to just be 
who I am at any given moment, unapologetically, without any permission, has been like my main practice right now. And I love sharing how that works out for women in my workshops. Like this is, this is what this looks like. This is what's actually happening in your body right now, you know? So like cycle syncing is, is huge for me right now. And it's forcing me to take care of myself first, which I love, you know, if someone's asking me to do a workshop and it's going to fall on the time that I'm going to be on my menstrual cycle, probably not. My estrogen is low. I'm not at my highest sociability. My spatial skills, my face reading skills aren't the same as they would be if I was in my follicular phase about to ovulate, you know, like I know these things now, you know? So like I plan my life around what's happening on the inside of my body. And that's what I, I hated that we had a pandemic, but I believe this pandemic slowed everything down and it did it harshly. So it was uncomfortable. But what I have witnessed in my observation of women all across the world is that women are taking more time for themselves. They're realizing, you know what? I don't want to do that traffic every single morning. I don't want to spend two hours on the road. I'm loving just being myself and putting on a shirt that's appropriate enough to get on a Zoom call. You know, oh, oh my gosh, I need a nap. Oh my gosh, I need a nap again today. Wow, I've been needing rest, more rest. You know, like they're noticing everything in their bodies. They're noticing everything in their household. Relationships are changing. Women are cultivating themselves. They're finding their magic, their creative power. They're tapping into themselves, which then like stimulates that sacral energy, which is all about creating, right? And so I'm seeing women starting business. Like this has been like a very flourishing time for women. And so that part, I love it. I believe Mother Nature got at all of our business and was like, okay, we're going to slow down. We're going to take back this world. I'm going to give you back yourself. I know you're not going to like it. Mother Nature is not pretty about it, right? But this is how we're going to do it. We're going to get down and take this time and take care of you, you know? And you're right. Like they don't, we don't have to do that. It's not required to sit in traffic for two hours a day. It's not required to clock in from eight to six every day. That's not required for success, like quote success, right? Right. And that's not successful to us and on our bodies and our cycles when we have children and babies. Speaking of, I wanted to ask, what's your like main tip for balancing? Because a lot of my clients and members in this community do have young children as well and are struggling with like being at home in a lot of ways and running a business while parenting a young child. So I share a lot of my ways, but I'd love to hear like, what's something that you do that you find to really help you with that balance? Right. So that's a good question. So Initially, it was easy because Prince was baby, baby, right? It was just a matter of breastfeeding, putting him to sleep, getting my work done. Mm-hmm. Then now he's a toddler and he's wild. So, you know, it's either work when he sleeps or mm-hmm, rely and engage my community, starting off with his father, like really getting him engaged in supporting me and not asking for permission or can you do me a favor? This is like, this is what needs to be done. This is when you'll need to watch Prince. So fix your schedule around that for me, please. So let's talk about how we can work with our schedules so that I have the protected time that I need. You have the protected time you need. That's been a really big thing um, because I used to treat it like, hey, I need you to do this thing for me. This is not for me. This is your 
role to this is where I need you to meet me so that everybody can be happy. So really like engaging my partner in setting up some really powerful plans for us to execute, getting rest whenever I feel like I need the rest, not being guilty about taking a nap in the middle of the day if that's what I need. What else? I've found that like when I start off early, and get Prince outdoors with me and in nature and like get him his energy in a really balanced place, a well-balanced place, he moves throughout the day a lot better. So it's less tantrums, it's less pushback. He's also more likely to like play on his own independently, which is really cool too. It's hard for us all, right? But I will tell you, I've been taking a lot of time for myself in my projects. And so dad has really had to like step up in a major way. And it is worked out for me really well by like setting those expectations and also like getting community involved, which is really important. This is something that I talk about when it comes to my conscious conception program, just like a lot, I developed it when I realized how much of a challenge it was for my clients that were going through fertility, reproductive fertility treatments, right? Artificial reproductive fertility treatments. And when we, we shifted the mindset more to like, okay, how do I prepare my body to host a child? How do I prepare my relationship in order to prepare for a child? How do I prepare my community? How do I prepare my work? How do we prepare our householding? There's so many different aspects that we can consciously work towards to make sure that we can be and show up as the best parents that we can be and the best humans and the best woman, like the individual person. I always tell my kids, hey, I'm your mom, but I'm a human first. Then I'm a woman, then I'm your mom. So like, there's a lot of things that go into being a parent, but remember who I am first to myself. Like, and that's a totally different relationship with my, with my oldest daughters. Yeah, so I say all that to say, conscious conception is great for preparing for fertility and pregnancy, but it's also a great path to return to when you're in the thick of it and just take a look at it with your partner or with your co-parent and say like, how are we consciously working to manage our households, whether they're together or separate? How are we consciously engaging our community to support bringing up our child? Mm -hmm. How are we consciously taking care of ourselves as humans to make sure that we're healthy and taking care of our child together? I wanted to read you, like this just made me think of this beautiful story. You may have heard it before. While you pull that up, if you want to introduce us to Prince, you can. I'm just going to leave it. Yes, I'd love to. We are baby friendly here and toddler friendly because we speak toddler in this space. So, you know, he can come and hang out. And to be honest, there's so many parents that listen to this podcast that we don't even hear whatever, you know, like we're in that zone. Okay, I'm going to grab him then right now. Yes, and I'm going to read you this little passage from a book that I love that is from this African village. So give me one second. Okay, good, good, good. Okay, Papa. Mommy, I'm go try. Okay, you lost my little You did so good, baby. Hi. Look at Miss Nicole. 
But I think it's meaningful no matter what stage you are as a parent or co-parent. And when you think of like how when we create a community for ourselves, how powerful it can be for our families, you know, sometimes we're like stuck thinking that our community is what it is. And I remember when I moved to Gainesville, I was like, oh, this is not my people. And I realized that I had to create the environment that I wanted for myself. And that's one of the reasons why I opened Bodyology. I was like, this will be my space and I will attract people that want this energy, that want what I have to offer, that want who I am. And they will be alike people for me to have relationships with, for me to support and me to connect them with others that are wanting the same thing. So here is this really cool passage. It's an excerpt from Life Song, a book by Jack Winfield called A Path with Heart. There is a tribe in East Africa in which the art of true intimacy is fostered even before birth. In this tribe, the birth date of a child is not counted from the day of its physical birth, nor even the day of conception as in other villages. In this tribe, the birthday becomes the first time the child is a thought in its mother's mind. When a woman is interested in having a child, she first goes to sit alone under a tree. And in that place of solitude, she listens. She stays in that quiet space until she hears a song. She knows that it is the song of the child who wants to come. When she hears the song, she returns to the man who will be the child's father and teaches the song to him. And when they make love to conceive the child, they sing the song to call the child to them. When the woman is pregnant, she teaches the child's songs to the midwives and the old women of the village so that when birth time arrives, the people surrounding the mother sing the song to welcome the child among them. Then as the child grows up, the other villagers learn the song. And if the child falls or hurts his knee, someone picks him up and sings this song. When the child does something wonderful, the people of the village sing this song. And when the child goes through the rites of puberty and becomes an adult, the villagers sing this song. It goes this way through life. At a wedding, the songs of a husband and our wife are sung together. And finally, when this child grows old and lies in bed ready to die, all of the villagers know this song and they sing it for the last time. One of my favorite midwives, Jenny Joseph, asks us, what if everybody was our baby? What would we truly want for that baby? What would that look like? What would we do differently? What wouldn't we stand for? How would we strive harder? And what would move us into action? And so when I think about all of that, um, it's such a beautiful excerpt. And what we are empowered to create for ourselves, it just starts with us. 
But um, it can be a very beautiful process when we consider conscious conception at no matter what stage of life we are in, whether we are parenting or birthing something new into our lives, right? It doesn't even have to be a baby. Like we have to normalize women growing up and not wanting to have children just because they want to be themselves fully, you know? And so knowing that at the seat of our sacral energy lies creation and production and women, we get to know that we have the opportunity to bring forward whatever is supposed to be birthed through us, you know? And as doulas, we have the ability to support birthers at any given stage. Like this works for women that are postpartum that are having to rebirth a new life, right? This works for women that are going through fertility. This works for women that are pregnant and going through each trimester. So I hope that was like a really like good share and that it's well received and it kind of answers the question. It's like the answer is we find balance in what we create. Yeah. You know, y'all can't see this because this is an audio recording on a podcast, but it's my second time crying in our recording. Like I tried, my throat tightens and I'm like holding it in, which is ridiculous because I know not to do that, but I can't help it. And so I sit here quiet, like waiting for it to pass so I can speak clearly again. But that was really an incredible passage. And I appreciate that. And Jenny Joseph is like between us. She's like an hour from me, maybe an hour or two from you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's right in the middle of us. So she was opening her, I think it was her second location last year, right when COVID. Yeah. And she got her designation uh, for education. She's the first black woman midwife to ever do this. You know, I'm so glad that she's paved the path for us. I hate that it's taken so long in an industry that's been professionalized, which has left many of us out of it from a legacy perspective. She's now clearing the path for that. She does amazing work, of course. I yeah. hope to meet her. Like, yeah, she's pretty amazing. I hope to meet her. And that was a really, really incredible way to answer that question. You know, I, I was, this is not exactly what we were going to talk about, but this popped into my head in the beginning and I jotted it down. So I'm going to share it with you. Are you, are the classes, the courses that you have, you don't have to answer this now, but you may end up having continuing education courses and credits for doulas, right? Yeah. Organizations. So that's something that I don't know. You don't have to answer it. Just take it and run with it or leave it at the door. Yeah. Um, and a sacred sister academy. I don't know, like the words you were talking about your sacred sister circle. And I thought this is an academy. You know, this feels like an academy that people could join in different ways and different levels and have a main membership level. Like this would be, I've seen somebody that's in a different space doing different things, but this type of structure, right? Where they have this structure of this main level of their membership because you have so many things and she has this main structure of her membership and then you can you know move on with higher level tiers of support and so something that somebody can come in at any stage of their journey and find something that resonates and there's a library of stuff and you have your regular Sundays that you can participate in as part of, for example, I know this is business advice that you totally didn't ask for. No, lay it on me. <laughs> <laughs> I, can't, I can't help myself. And then like, 
So you by yourself, like anybody who's not listening, my hands are going up, like you by yourself are going like this, right? And so then as you start to bring in these people that you've been meeting over the last year plus, like other like-minded individuals who have complementary and like-minded offers that you're going to be able to go horizontal. So you'll expand like this, you yeah. know? So now this is all part of the academy that it, this is how you can scale. So it's not just you going like this, you scale by going out and bringing in people like, you know, Alexandra or Alex. Yes. Alexandra. Mm-hmm. Alexandra, who is like incredibly stunning and so talented. She amazing? I watched her do you yoga. She speaks like seven different languages, by the way. Yes. She studied language in college. She's a linguistics major. Wow. So she's amazing with that. She helped me get through my 300-hour yoga teacher training program. Uh, She was in my cohort as my sister. Her yoga practice is so committed and not just to asana, to all the pillars, all the pillars of yoga, meditation, breath work, the yamas and the yamas. I mean, like her work is so powerful, which is why we're so aligned. That's why our, our collective is called Aligned and Sacred. And what you're talking about is exactly what we are aiming for. We actually had a conference call with a lady in Chicago who had developed an app who wanted to support us in building a platform to build out all of our educational courses. So like, and I'm partnering with so many creatives and educators right now. It's crazy. We're all guests speaking in our programs. My sister, Soleil, she has an amazing program. So she's going to be doing licensing agreements for my 300-hour yoga teacher training program so that her program participants can walk away with a yoga teacher training program. The way my yoga teacher training program is set up is basically all the prerequisites to do a doula program outside of you know, the actual births and postpartum hours and, and reading. Some of the reading is included. So like I have created programs that have the ability to be expansive and have follow-up level ones, level twos, level threes. And some of the programs are like, will be certifiable. Those who are interested can actually build their business acumen and credentials in the work that they want to do. So that's really cool. I'm also a subject matter expert for the National Federation of Professional Trainers. And so like I write exam questions for them and they've invited me to bring forward more curriculum. I teach CEU courses for massage therapists as well, um, specializing in lymphatics. So I'm writing a whole course on lymphatics and hormones. So like it's endless. Like I had time on my hands, right? So, and I've been writing for so long. It was just like, that's why I needed your tools. Like, okay, how do I translate all this content and material that I've written to an actual course? And like, that's how you bless me. And I was like, oh my gosh, okay, I can actually do this. This is how I do it. So for me, it's a matter of like, okay, Elena, stop adding information. Stop being a perfectionist just put it together, put it out there and do a level two. Cause that's my only like set like thing that like holds me from releasing things. Like I needed to be perfect. I needed this, this, but I realized that like, even as you're speaking and giving me this business advice that it's fluid, like there can be content that's constantly updated if I want to. 
So yeah, I feel what you say. Your foundation, you know, you have a, a study foundation of support and in multiple ways of you supporting people with all these different things and them supporting you in this relationship like this, you know, to where you have a foundation of income that's coming from a membership and there's tools and resources that people are getting constant access to that. It's all just easily housed in, you know, one space, for example. So now I'm going to need a consultation with you because (laughs) you already have it all. All you have to do, (laughs) you know, and B minus just, you know, B minus work. There's platforms out there that are already so well designed to host things like that. I have a membership right now. And so I'm shifting my membership. I'm considering moving it to a different, a more robust platform, but there's so many options that would make it, they just make it so easy. And you get to focus on your zone of genius. And when you create those things, you're not necessarily like completely releasing them, but you're create. I think that when I create those, I only have a couple of courses, right? But like when I'm making my courses and I'm creating these things, putting it in that format makes space for me here to create more and for something new to come up you know, and I'm able to let go of that little thing just a little bit so that something new can be born, which might be, you know, you're so good at that. Like you're always popping off with me. Did you just hear yourself with everything that you said? Like, I feel like, you know, you have an unlimited supply of just magic and it's, it is incredible. At some point, I will probably ask you to be a guest speaker, by the way, in the membership. We're starting to do that exact thing, right? Like I have built it this way. And now we're inviting in guest speakers to bring something that will, you know, that is not my wheelhouse, but is a like-minded compliment. It compliments the program. Okay. You, you all, you heard her say that, right? <laughs> so like, keep her to the fire on that because, you know, I love teaching workshops on so many different topics. So, all right, I'm holding you to this now. Jenny's girls, uh, I'll send you her information because I think it's been really interesting for me to watch the way that she's built her business. So the last two things I wanted to ask too was, Uh, when is the book coming out? Is it out? It's not out. I'm done. It is in editing, finally. Like I finished it. That was the hardest part. The hardest part was finishing it. Starting it was real easy. I wrote, wrote like like three fourths of the book in two weeks, and like I just started writing and just didn't stop for two weeks, and it was almost done. And then, like I was like, you know what? I need to add this, or I need to add that, or I need to I need to go back and add this and add that, you know. And so, like my book became an issue too. Like, okay, E, you gotta stop this. Let's put it out there. So yeah, so the fall. The book will be out in the fall. So there'll be a book tour, a virtual yeah. book tour. There'll be a virtual book tour. Yeah, I'm in talks with a couple of amazing organizations about how to release that book tour and like who wants to be involved in it. So that's pretty exciting. Like it will be a well-known launch yeah, uh, yeah. by the time, yeah, by the time it, it gets going. I'll be watching for it. Like, okay. And then this is a random question, but I've asked a couple people now on the podcast and I actually really like people's answers to this. So what are you reading right now? Oh, um, like right this, right this minute. Yeah. Okay. Hold on. Let me go grab it. I brought the book with me. (laughs) Like not to put you on the spot. So I'm at my angel daughter's house. We were working together on some stuff. I just picked up this book. 
Pussy Prayers two days ago. So I'm reading Pussy Prayers. I'm also reading, I just started reading this last week on the plane. Okay, hold on, let me see. It's called Just Mercy. No, Wild Wild Mercy. Show you the cover of that. It's amazing. I have almost highlighted every picture. I mean, every page. It's so ridiculous. Now I've got to go type up all the highlights. It's called Wild Mercy. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Living the fierce and tender wisdom of the women mystics. So that's really great. I'm also, I'm always reading. So that's a, a thing. Let's see what else do I have? I'm going to tell you something really funny while you pull up another one. So we were at dinner with a couple of friends like a week ago and it was my husband, me and another couple. And so the question is like going around the table, like, what are you reading right now? Or what did you just finish reading? And I'm like, please don't ask me. And I had to think like, do I want to answer? They didn't get around to me. Everybody, they forgot. And I was like, I wasn't comfortable yet because they're not quite, at least my husband is not exactly like, this isn't his jam. This isn't his speed, right? Because I just finished reading Pussy Reclamation. Yes. And I was like, I really enjoyed it. Uh-huh. Everybody has that's read it. You know what? You'll be so surprised how inviting the connotation of sexuality, the word usage of pussy really stimulates people. Like I have pastors' wives that Mm. went wild when I posted me like running through the grass in my underwear that day. They were like, I needed this. You know, whenever people ask me the name of my book, I'm like, brace yourself. (laughs) I'm going to tell you, I don't need any of your judgment. And I tell them, they're like, oh my gosh. And I'm talking like 60, 70 year old women. And of course, 19 and 20 year olds are like, give me that book. I have been pleasantly surprised with how much women want to connect to their bodies, how much they want to remember who they are, how much they want to demystify all of the negative connotations about our bodies. You know, I think women are at a point like we're tired of just being recognized as sexual, being objectified sexually, and only being useful for having babies. Like we are our bodies and there's just so much more to our sensuality and sexuality that has just been oppressed and suppressed for so long. And I think we're done with it. I think we're in an era where we're done with it. This brings me to my next book that I'm reading. Oh, I'm going to write that one down too. Yes. It's called Women's Anatomy of Arousal. Love it. Well, I read that one already. I read probably a book every other week. Okay. Are you a light worker? I have to, I feel like, are you a light worker? Do you know your spirit leader design? I do not know. um, I know what a light worker is. We can talk about it off. Yes. You don't have to answer that. I'm just like, I shouldn't even ask, but I'm like, I know another light worker. And some of the things you say sound like she goes through books so fast and has like this, you do, you like light your light and you hold it up and you show up in all the spaces and people are like, like you said, all these women are like attracted to it. Of course. Like I want your book right now, as soon as it's available. 
And I have no doubt that whoever listens to this is also going to be wanting it and wanting to hear whatever you have to say, like hanging on for the next piece. So it just feels very light workery, even though, you know, it's probably inappropriate that I even ask, but. No, it's not inappropriate. I do identify as a light worker, but I also identified as a couple of the other ones within that construct. So it's been hard for me to say either yes or no, but people often ask me that as well. Um, Ask me if I'm a light witch, ask me about my magic work, um, my spirituality. My name means the one who brings forward the light. Um, Yeah, my beloved calls me a luminous woman all the time. Like he's just like, you are light. That's how he describes me, my archetypal like expressions or things like that. He always refers to light. So it's very inviting and welcoming. When it feels good. And okay, I have one more question. I know I'm like one more, one more, one more, but like one more. Suppose somebody wanted to come to the Miami tour stop and they're not really good at yoga. Like they can move around okay, but like aren't like a practicing well-versed yogi. Will they look like a total fool if they come? First of all, the answer to your question is no. This is beginner beautiful. Number two, one of the biggest misconceptions is people think you have to be flexible to do yoga, but it's actually yoga that brings the flexibility and the openness. You know, asana is a beautiful practice for me. It is not just about postures, positions for me. It's really about the energy that I'm emoting through my body through movement that allows me to be awakened and highly sensitized to connect and have arousal in an orgasmic life that is outside of sexuality. And so when I think about yoga, my yoga practice is more centered around moving my body with my breath and aligning my energy channels with that for a very sensual experience. This Yoga practice is not built for adolescent boys and gymnasts. The yoga practice that we will be engaging in is created for women to tap into themselves. And so this is complimentary for any stage, beginner or advanced, and you will love it. Alex will be leading all of the asana. We are also going to be doing chanting. We're going to be doing dance, wild dance. We're going to be doing sacred rituals. We're going to be reimagining our life with some activities. You talk about this in your training, like cognitive restructuring. We are going to be, I'll be hosting the workshops, the educational workshops. So this is going to be like a very intimate time. There's no, no anyone looking crazy or uncomfortable or displaced. This is for us all. It's very inclusive. I'm really excited about the Miami one. We'll be so close to the water. And I think water always wilds everyone, you know, which is really important for us to tap into that energy. Water that hasn't been forcibly moved through. Yes. Right. Exactly. And so like, we're not going to be taking any like walk-ins. It's all pre-registrations. We're keeping the numbers as small as we can. Like we're not even going to go above 30 Mm -hmm. um, in Miami. We're going to try to keep it to 30 and no, no more. Um, So absolutely. 
I hope that whoever you were talking about <laughs> comes and brings her homegirls and has some fun with us. Okay. It's going to be absolutely amazing. Absolutely amazing. And so Miami will be our last stop until October, which is our Bahamas retreat, which is a whole week. Unless we just get so amped up and people start calling us and like ask us to come to their city. That's what we'll do. That's what happened with Chicago. So we're actually doing a private Chicago retreat and an open retreat in Chicago. Um, Yeah. So yeah. So it's pretty cool how everything is unfolding for us. We're so excited. You opened up and you were available for it and you took a line to action and it all just came to you. It's really like you take the action, you do the things that feel right. And then the universe is like, here you go. Yeah. We're going to help you move this forward because this needs to happen and you are bringing it out. And so whatever tools you need are here and take it and let's, let's go. Thank you so much. This is so cool. I appreciate it. I'm going to share, by the way, all of your Instagram handle and the link to the tour. And we will be like patiently waiting for the book. We meeting me. So we are ready. Yeah. And you guys can connect with Elena and her magic on Instagram too. And if you're in the Premier Coaching Center, you might see her in an upcoming workshop. We'll have to uh, figure that out because I think that would be really fun. Well, thank you, beautiful. Thank you for having me. And you know, if I get a minute before I go on this tour, I'm going to pop up in your area and be like, let's go to the beach. Get the kids. Let's go. (laughs) I mean, listen, the beach is like my, it is my favorite place. It truly is because I, it's the only, not the only, but it's, it's my favorite place to really just be on the earth. And the air feels so different to me there. And like the water feels very free. And, um, I grew up, you know, going to the beach a lot and I don't live, I live maybe 45 minutes to an hour from the beaches, but it's short enough that I can get over there. But I kind of, sometimes I dream about like the day that I'll be, if that's one of my dreams, it's like that I will be able to have on the beach, mm-hmm. you know, cause that's not something I get to do. I have to get there, which I'm blessed as hell that I get to live this close that I can just hop in a car and be there. Right. But like a dream dream is just sitting my ass in the sand with coffee in my hand and watching the sun come up. Like like, it gives me chills to think about it. Like that that's possible that I could actually have that one day. And so I did that the other day. It was pretty freaking awesome. My beloved contract to teach yoga for a conference and uh, I did sunrise yoga and it was just so beautiful just to watch the sun rise up and so cool it was gorgeous so cool well let me know if you come through because i will will clear my day and i will park my ass in the sand okay i will have the coffee (laughs) see my love you so much honey all right i'll talk to you soon okay baby bye bye Thank you so much for taking time out of your day and listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you found value in what I'm sharing here. And if you did, can you do me a little favor and go and rate and review this episode? I will share a link in the show notes so that it's really easy to rate and review this podcast. It would mean a lot to me as this is truly a passion project. Have a beautiful day and I will see you next week.